This is the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now, here's today's lesson. And good afternoon, brothers and sisters. This is uh, Brother Walton, Evangelist Walton uh, from Jail Ministry in Belton, Texas. Good to uh, be with you again. Go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 8, verse 26. Always a blessing uh, to get an opportunity to come to you and uh, talk to you about the Word of God, preach to you about the Word of God, discuss it and all that sort of thing. And uh, most importantly, not just hear it, not just be a hearer of the Word, but be a doer of the Word. So I'll be coming out of the New King James today, which is normally what I use. Uh, at home, I like the ESV. Nothing wrong with that. But the jail around here uses New King James, so that's what I use. All right, you've had time to take your Bible and go there. And uh, I, I want to do verses 26 to, oh, 39, 40, you know, 41. And uh, I don't know if we'll get all the way that far. We'll get as far as we're going to get. It's a 30-minute recording, so we'll get there. So read 26, 27, and 28 with me, and we'll have a word of prayer. Uh, then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite of Galilee. And when he stepped out on the land, that he stepped out as Jesus, Jesus Christ with his twelve disciples, when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. I'm going to stop right there. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for Christ. Anoint me from on high. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Empower me. Fill me with your spirit. Fill those who are listening with your spirit, dear Heavenly Father. Encourage other people to come out and listen to your word. If they're not born again, I pray today would be the day of salvation. If they are born again and backslidden or not sold out to you, I pray that they would get saved and get dedicated to you, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for the blood. I pray you would let jail ministry see greater days ahead than behind. We pray Jabez's prayer that you would enlarge our coast as we, in, in proportionality to how we preach and teach your word, dear Heavenly Father, that we might be a blessing to all these people, dear Lord. And in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this is a wonderful passage. It's about a man full of demons. He will say, I, uh, Jesus will ask the, the, the demon what his name is. He says, my name is Legion, for there are many of us. In a Roman legion, there were four to 6,000 men. I don't believe there's four to 6,000 demons in him. What I believe, what he's, his point there is saying that there's, there's a whole bunch of us. Amen. And uh, 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 the man uh, that these demons are in uh, uh, had a, a wicked or a naughty uh, 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 mindset. He was not saved. He gets saved sometime during this process. And uh, when he's in so much trouble, 
He knew that he needed Jesus. Many of you listening and watching this uh, podcast, you're in county jail or penitentiary or federal pen or something like that. And, and, some guy, and, and you know what? We had to get to this point in our life. To realize that we needed Jesus. Amen. This man had a heart and an attitude that opened himself up to demons to come and get inside of him. And uh, I think of Judas, chosen by Jesus. Judas was never saved. Uh, Judas was religious but lost. And, and Judas's problem is he wanted Jesus to work and do things. He wanted God to do things his way. He wanted to guide God. That is very similar to what Satan did in Isaiah 14. I will ascend above the throne of my side. In other words, I want to be God. I want to tell God. And sometimes God does things, even in my own personal life, right now. God is working in my life. But in a way, as some of it, I don't want him to work that way. I want him to work in a different way. And what I had to say to him uh, last night, in the middle of the night, and the, and the night before I went to bed, and in the morning. You know, God, um, uh, I'd like it if you did it this way, but that ain't the way you're going to do it. You're doing it another way. Let me accept your will. Right now, you're in jail, and you hate it. You're incarcerated in some way. You hate it. God is working a work in your life. Let him work. Grow up and mature in that thing. Learn whatever it is he's trying to teach you. He tried another way when you were free and on the street. What does everybody in jail or prison want? Freedom. They want out. You know what? You had freedom before and it didn't work out so well. We perverted it. We used it in the wrong way. And, and now we're in the situation we are. All right, now we got to learn the other way. But we do need to learn. Understand something. Here's life. And that's a merry-go-round. You know what? I need to get off the merry-go-round and keep quit going in these same old circles. And I need to get out and be the man that God wants me to be. August 6, 1979. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I got off the merry-go-round of marijuana, liquor, women, and partying and clubbing and cocaine and other drugs. And uh, uh, I got on the Jesus drug. I got on the, the Jesus lifestyle. And it turned out to be a good thing for me. Let me expound the scriptures now. Verse 26. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes. This is a Gentile place. And it's right across from Galilee. Galilee is a Jew town. They went across the Jordan River. They went across the lake. Went across the river. And, and here they are in this other uh, uh, Gentile area. Amen. Jesus' ministry has expounded so much. It's so large now. Amen. And, and uh, uh, what a blessing. Amen. So they went over there and it says opposite of Galilee. Now 27 starts the thing. By the way, 26, the point is letting you know his ministry is expounding exponentially. Amen. He's mainly there for the Jews, 99% of it, amen? But he's also working with some Gentiles. We know this was a Gentile area because they're hog farming out by the tombs and the catacombs and all this other stuff out, out in the wilderness, away from everybody else. Hogs stink, amen? So you would have your hog business out there. This is an unclean animal to a Jew. Leviticus tells us it's one of the unclean ones. Verse 27. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. Amen. And, and remember what I told you a few seconds ago. This man, it, why was the demon able to go into him? You want to do something evil. Like me, drug dealer. 
like me, drinker, alcoholic, all these other things. Amen. And, and guess what? I opened myself up to be used and to be worked on by the demons. Amen. And until I got right with God, what a terrible life. You know what? I thought I was so free back then because I just did. I wasn't, I wasn't under anybody's conventions or, or their lifestyles or anything like that. I just did what I wanted to do. If it felt good to me, do it. Amen. You know what? After a while, what used to felt good to me and do it turned out to be a nightmare. And so forth. Let me stick here. He stepped out on the land. There met him a certain man from the city who had demons. Amen. He immediately, because of, even though he's, he's possessed by these demons and they're controlling him, he still has enough wherewithal where he runs over to Jesus. And he said, Lord, save me. He did not say those words, but his actions said, Lord, save me. I believe he got saved at this point. Uh, you could debate with me on it, but his actions are running over. Now he realizes, and some of y'all have demons. And, and now I'm not talking about necessarily literal fallen angel demons. It could be that. All right, but you've got demons, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's lying, cheating, stealing, whatever it is. Rebellion, just a rebellious in general. I'll do what I want to do. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Amen. How long have you had demons? He's had them a long time. How long have you had yours? What are you doing to exercise yourself and to get the demons out? That's what God wants you to do. And you think, why did God put this in the Bible? He's had them a long time. You know, do I got demons? Do I need to get some out of me? Some of us are in prison or jail for multiple times, not the first time. And we keep coming back. And every time we come back, we say, we ain't never coming back anymore. And now we've been so many times, we say, well, I ain't going to say I ain't going to come back anymore because I keep coming back. You know, we need to get off the merry-go-round. And we need to get the demons out. How do we get the demons out? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10.4 I, I need to faithfully pray. I need to faithfully read my Bible every day. I need to faithfully attend church. I need to faithfully hide God's word in my heart that I might not sin in them. I need spiritual weapons to fight a spiritual battle to spiritually get these demons out of me. Amen? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his mind? The way we think. Uh, uh, I cleanse my mind by taking heed thereto according to thy word is what it says in Psalms 119. Uh, I think it's 11, 111, uh, Psalms 119, 11. Uh, uh, my point being in saying that verse to you right there and quoting that verse, wait a minute, I need to, that's why we're reading this Bible, to wash my mind, to get all this crazy thinking out and get back to sane thinking, amen? I want you to notice in this verse, I'm going to read 35, and, and 30, 27 and 35 are related. Uh, uh, then they went out to see what had happened. These are the people that see the demons have come out. And the man is uh, now sane. And came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. I just told you, you need to be faithful to go into church. Amen. Go to a Bible preaching church. I didn't tell you to go to church. They got the best choir in the world. They got the best looking women in the world. That ain't why you're going there. You're going there to get with God. Amen. We're getting there to go. We're, this is him running over and bowing down to it. When he, when he, before he could, the first step Jesus takes, there he is. I think the man got saved right there. And without saying a word, he got saved. He didn't say no prayer or nothing like that. His actions showed it. I believe. Amen. And I think he also was saying, God, please get these demons out of me. I can remember back in 79 when I said, God, if you would just get me off these drugs, if you would just get me out of this life that I have created, this hellacious, horrible life. 
I got saved 44 years ago, and I've never looked back. It's so good being with Jesus. Yes, I have a yoke on my neck. Before, I had a terrible yoke on my neck. Drugs, alcohol, partying, clubbing, and all that craziness. Now I got a great yoke on my neck. It's called Jesus Christ and the Word of God. I faithfully attend church. I faithfully read my Bible. I faithfully read and pray with my wife. I faithfully pray and read with my children when they still live with us and they were uh, young adults. My children have not been through any of the nightmares that their daddy has. And uh, uh, what did we do? We did those four things I was telling you about. Let me say them again. Are you repentant? Are you faithful to daily Bible reading? Are you faithful and honest to prayer about self? Amen. And God's uh, deliverance, rescue, and saving you from whatever it is. Have you uh, thanked God for doing all these things? Are you faithful to church? Amen. Are you faithful to all these things? All right. You know what? These are the first and most important things you need to be faithful to. Amen. He had had demons for a long time. You don't have to have demons for a long time. You can make it a short time. Amen. It just let, let's just go to this, Amen. Now you notice uh, uh, departed sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. One of the signs of being unsaved is one we're running around half naked, or, or we have no standards there, and so forth. All right. Second, uh, 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 clothed and in his right mind. And verse three says he was hollering and screaming and crying out. Acting like a mad, crazy person. Getting into arguments with people and just hollering and screaming to the top of their lungs. And you go, what, 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 what are you doing? Is this what God created you for? We got text right here that tells you the devils. Uh, I have come, Jesus said, intending that they might have life. He's talking about spiritual life, eternal life. Amen. I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The demons have come that you might not have life. The thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what's happening in verses 27 and 28. All right. But over in 35, once the demons, uh, once he came to Jesus, got saved, and, and Jesus cast out the demons, he's living a good life. He's dressed, clothed, and Sitting at the feet of Jesus, those four things I told you to do right here. Are you sitting at the feet of Jesus? All right? And learning and listening. He, he's not just hearing the words. He's watching his every action, his every word, his, his demeanor, everything about him. He's not hollering and screaming and scaring people to death. As we read on, they would, they would bind him up with chains. And he, would, he had the power for them to bust the chains. You know what? Through the spiritual weapons I just told you, you can bust the chains of the demons that have you. It may be demons of your own making. It may be the demons of fallen angels of Satan. Amen. But God wants you to get free from those demons. Amen. If you're right with God. By the way, if you're a man, pull your pants up. You ain't supposed to be walking around sagging. All right. That's part of this verse 27 and 28. He wasn't clothed or in his right mind. Okay, you're not supposed to be walking around showing your underdrawers or your behind to anybody. Amen. You want to show your underwear and your hind, get a wife and do it at home in your privacy of your home. Amen. All right. And, and, and you know, yeah, that's a cultural thing with us African-Americans mainly. And it's going over to the, the young whites who want to be thugs and so forth like that. There's, there's no there's no future in that. There's only destruction. You're on the merry-go-round and you'll die on the merry-go-round. And then you'll, you'll get my age, 50, 60 years old, and you'll say, what happened with my life? It's all over. I'm an old man. I'm about to die. What happened? My best friend didn't get saved. I did get saved. He's two years older than me. He died when he was 63. I'm 64. That means he died, man, like three years ago. And you think, what happened? 
He stayed on the merry-go-round. I got off. He stayed on with Satan. I got off and got on with Jesus. Amen. I'm not saying any of this to be mean or harsh. And you should know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. If you don't pay any attention to the truth, you will not be free. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. This truth will get you off. That is not like a maybe, if, and, or my opinion. This is not my opinion or my interpretation. He was no clothes. He wore no clothes. He, lived in a, he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. You're in jail or prison. You might as well be in the tombs. A place of death and destruction. A place of uh, uh, virtually uh, uh, nothing positive is going to happen. Nothing positive. Amen. Uh, when he saw Jesus with a loud voice said, What am I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? That's a demon talking through him. What am I to do with you? I don't want none of you. Get out of here. But the man still had enough wherewithal. Some of y'all had enough wherewithal to come and listen to this message as the Holy Ghost and the Word are speaking to you. And they will always be in unity. The Word and the Holy Spirit will be in unity as they're speaking to your heart. Don't just be a hearer of the Word. Be a doer. Pull your pants up. Start reading your Bible. Start praying. Start going to a faithfully to a Bible preaching church. Amen. And start hiding His Word in your heart that you might not sin against Him. Be a new creature in Christ. Amen. Therefore, if any man in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things become new. Be new. Amen. The old way didn't work. So um, uh, uh, let, me, let me move on. Amen. And uh, uh, remember that now. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. They're pulling down the strongholds. Amen. You know, so uh, verse uh, uh, 28, I'm going to read it. I know I've already covered a lot of it, but just to make sure I don't miss anything. By the way, I want you to notice all this back in the last part of 27. A certain man from the city who had demons for a long time and he wore no clothes. He did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. Amen. All right. No clothes. Didn't live in a house. All of these things are death. All of these things are destruction. Over in 37 or 35, he's sitting at the feet of Jesus, wearing clothes and not hollering and screaming. Amen. Go the right direction, fellas, ladies, whoever's listening. Uh, let's see, 28, he fell down before him and with a loud voice. See, that's what I mean by hollering and screaming. What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of most God? God, I pray you're not like that. What have I to do with you, Jesus? I hope he's everything to you. Amen. You may not realize it. You're reading his word. Excuse me. You're breathing his air, drinking his water, and walking on his dirt. Everything you need is in Christ. And you need more Christ, not less Christ. Amen. And, and, uh, uh, but you notice what the demon's saying. Any of your friends are telling you, don't go over there to that Christian church. Don't go over there to that Bible church. Man, that's the, that's the white man's book or some other crazy stuff. Amen. I got news to you. They ain't no uh, vanilla people in the Bible until you get to Acts 16. All right? Well, there's only 28 chapters in the book. And you start thinking, well, wait a minute. That means they were brown and black people. Duh. By the way, God, race is something that Satan came up with just to divide us and to conquer us. And, and you're not very intelligent if you let race destroy you. Amen? All right, let me go on. Amen. With a loud voice, what am I to do? You said the Most High God. Be, oh, by the way, this last part here, we won't have time for it. Uh, uh, he said, Most High God, I beg you, do not torment me. 
What the demon is talking about there is in uh, uh, Genesis 6, 1 through 4, the uh, demons, uh, 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 fallen angels are demons, okay? They were good angels at one time. They followed Satan. Uh, uh, Revelation chapter 12, it talks about Satan got a third of them to follow him. A third of the stars to follow him is the way the Bible calls it. He drew a third of them with his tail because now he's a, a dragon, a roaring lion, and all these other uh, evil, terrible things. And, and he got them to follow him. And, and so some of them crossed over in a sense of they took on home and forth and they were took on human form and they're they're massive men they're like Goliath is one of their descendants and they cohabitated with women amen 10 minutes left they cohabitated with human women because they saw the daughters of God a daughter's man were beautiful and so they started going with women and uh, don't let anybody tell you that de- uh, angels do not uh, procreate and all this other stuff good angels don't Bad angels do if they if they crossed over and started uh, cohabitating with women or, or marrying them and all this stuff and having kids with them they didn't marry them they were basically just impregnating them and and, and all this other stuff and and they they came in the form of a human man by the way in the Bible you'll see that uh, fallen or excuse me that angels appear as creatures all right but when they come down to earth to do whatever work God's got for them they appear as a human being. All right, but you can tell that they are not. In some way or another, it's, you can tell everybody, be not afraid is what all the angels have to say. So the tormented down there, we'll not be able to cover that today. It's about four or five different verses. I got the stuff down here on my notes. Uh, if we have time, we will. But the man just told me I got 10 minutes left. And we got to get all the way over to 39. Amen. And uh, so we won't cover that right now. Verse 29, for he had commanded the unclean spirit, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard. Understand something. So the demon would let him have control intermittently. That's why he was able to run over to the ship, and he knew, hey, Jesus is in there. The demons that are in me, they let me know he's in there, and they didn't let me know. They, they, they were afraid. That's why. And I could hear what they were. I said, oh, I can run over there and get with Jesus and get freed from being on this bad merry-go-round. So he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it often seized him and kept him under guard. They, they would keep him under guard. We can't even have you in normal society. Wait a minute, are you in jail and prison? What is that? The state is saying we can't even have you in normal society. You go out here and do things to tear up every place. You're pooping and peeing all over the place. All right? And I'm using those metaphorically where you should be. Uh, uh, by the way, every male, listen to me. You are a leader. Whether you're a good leader or a bad leader. So I ain't a bad leader if you were doing all this stuff. Well, I didn't tell them to follow me. They're following you. Amen. There's a story, and I don't know who the poem was written by, but a man, uh, uh, he came home from work, and uh, um, uh, his children were there, and his son said, Daddy, play with me. He said, I ain't got time right now, son. I'll play with you later on. It was wintertime. He said, I got to go somewhere, and I'll be back later on. The man put on his boots and shoes and went outside and was walking down, and, and it was fresh snow, and he left his footprints. And, and as, he, as he went down, something told him to look behind him. And he looked behind, and his son had his winter coat on and his tennis shoes on. And he was trying to walk in his daddy's footprints. He was so small in uh, and, and, and size and leg length that he had to jump from one of daddy's legs, one of his footprints in the snow, to... Uh, uh, what, what was the son doing? He's following his daddy. His daddy was on the way to the liquor store. His daddy was on the way to the bar to get drunk. And he said, my son is following me. I don't want my son to follow me to this place and to be this way. 
And he turned around and said, come on, son, let's go back home. He got off the merry-go-round. He went back home and spent the evening with his wife and his children. He had more than that one son. But he said, Daddy, I'm following you. He said, yeah, you follow me on back to the house. And when we get home, we'll play and we'll talk and this, that, and the other. Amen. His son was just like Daddy. If his daddy had kept going to the liquor store, his son would have went to the liquor store. If his son, if his daddy went home and read the Bible with the family and they had family devotion, he'd be like that. Men, you are leaders. It says that all through the Bible. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12. It tells the women to uh, uh, be submissive and to fall on the men and not to teach them and try to be over them and this and that. Because Adam was first formed. Then he, the leader was formed first. Follow the way God's order and plan is. Don't be a Judas and try to do it your way. Don't be this man before he got saved and try to do it your way. This man got saved. Judas died and went to the other place. Amen. All right. And, and uh, uh, so don't do that. Amen. For it had often seized him and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. I liken this part of the story of your parents and your, your mama, your brothers, your sister, somebody, the, the probation officer, the parole officer, the school officials, somebody. They tried to restrict you and chain you and hold you down and tried to get you to go the right way. And you kept saying, no, 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 rebel, 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 and running off doing what you wanted to do. Man, don't be like that. Don't be like that. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart. It tells children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right, with a promise of eternal life and long life. Thank you, brother. Five minutes now. Don't be like that. I spent all my young years in a lot of trouble. Nobody trained me to do nothing. I, I grew up on the streets doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Obviously, I got, I got hooked on drugs and, and, and just all kinds of stuff. Pornography, too. That wasn't what I was Women and stuff like that. I wasn't good for anybody. But I was a leader. I was a bad leader, but I was a leader. I'm still a leader. All men are. But now I'm a good leader because I'm leading them in this. My children are doing well because I found Christ and followed Christ and led them to follow Christ as well. Amen. Sometimes my grown children will come to my house visiting with their kids. Do you know what we do? We pray and read the Bible for 10 or 15 minutes and then we start having fun. Amen. We're having fun reading the Bible. We talk about God. We talk about these and we teach our grandchildren about God too. Amen. And, uh, um, and uh, 30, Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? And he said, Legion. I already covered that a little bit. We don't know how many it is, but it's a lot. Amen. So I'm going to try to finish this message up next week. I only got five minutes. So let me skip down to verse 39. The man got saved. He got cleaned up and everything like that through Jesus. Amen. Spiritually clean, physically clean, dressed and in his right mind. And listening to every word that came out of Jesus and record and repeating all of this stuff, mimicking Jesus. First uh, Corinthians 11 one says, be ye imitators of me as I also am of Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ is what Paul says. And, and hear what he's saying, what the young man is doing. He's following Christ. Amen. Three minutes left. Now, verse 38, now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him, Jesus, that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your own house 
and tell what great things God has done for you. I've tried to do that through this message. Amen. God told me, no, no, don't come over here with me right now. Go and tell your whole community about me. Return to your own house and do a great work for me. I'll help you. Be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, and the other post parts of the world. My Jerusalem is down here in Belton, Colleen, Harker Heights, and the town's right here. My work is right here. Amen. And then, and then the central part of Texas, and then the whole state of Texas, and then the United States of America, and then the world. I've been in Red China passing out tracks. Verse uh, 39, return to your own house. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. And you think, well, what great thing they did for him? He delivered him from the demons. He got born again. He had been physically born. Now he got spiritually born again. Born into the family of God. Amen. Born into the right way, not the wrong way. Where are you at? Are you in the right way or the wrong way? Where are you at? God wants you in the right way. Amen. Let me uh, go back. We got two minutes. And uh, uh, verse 39, Jesus asked him what his name was. Now remember, back down in verse 29, he said, For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out. The unclean spirit didn't disobey Jesus. He didn't come out right then either. He was trying to negotiate with him. Uh, well, well, can I come out and go into the hogs instead of just coming out being a, a corporeal spirit just out here floating in the air? Can I go into the hogs? The unclean. I'm an unclean spirit going into an unclean animal. Thank you, brother. I'm an unclean spirit going to an unclean animal. We're unclean. We don't want to go into an unclean animal. I want to get out of this thing and go into a clean thing, Jesus, and get off the merry-go-round. Well, let's pray. Today is a day of salvation. You don't need to pray about it today. You don't need to think about it. If you're unsaved, today is the day for you to get saved, born again. Second, most of y'all are saved already. Second, God, I want to surrender my life to you. I promise you, I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm going to pray to you every day about my sins. Amen. I'm going to pray to you about my problems and you to deliver me from them. I'm going to pray that I memorize your word and I'm going to go to church. Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. I pray we would not just be hearers of the word, but doers. Let us do everything that you told us to do in this message. In Christ's name, amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Invite your friends to watch with us. Jail Ministry signing off.